0: Welcome back to the Almost Sideways Movie Podcast. My name is Adam. Very excited episode of Daily Notes. We're going to take a look at some horror franchise because a brand new film uh, directed by Darren Lynn uh, Bosman Uh, called Spiral from the Book of Saw, starring Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. Just hit theater, so I'll be reviewing that film on the podcast today. Also, revisiting the 2004 film Saw. Uh, directed by James Wan starring Lee Winnell and Carrie Elwies, as well as, I guess, Tobin Bell, that makes appearances and then Danny Glover, too. So, I uh, look at revisiting the 2004 film Saw and looking at the new 2021 film of Spiral, really kind of anticipating it from last year. Got pushed back to this year. I finally got a release date. Um, I'm Kind of mixed on it, but we'll explain why later on. Uh, at the very end of the episode, this completely kind of seems like it's uh, disjointed. Uh, and This makes sense why I'm pairing these up. Uh, the Princess Bride uh, Criterion uh, Collection um, retro review. Kind of look back review. The reason why I'm it's it's weird because I'm reviewing Princess Bride along with some horror films. Uh, this last week was actually my dad's birthday, and that was my dad's favorite, birth to, um, favorite movie, rather. And so it kind of I'm attributing that review to my father, so that popped up on the, the YouTube channel, and as well as my Saw review did pop up on the YouTube channel, probably before you're listening to this. So, But anyway, I wanted to put that out there and uh, let you guys know that The Princess Bride will be at the end, but we're focusing on the Saw franchise right now. Uh, the Saw franchise, I kind of find, enjoy. I guess enjoyment's the wrong word, but it is definitely a torture porn-heavy uh, horror franchise. This 2004 film definitely kicked off that, kind of genre or that sub genre of horror and it doesn't work for everybody the storyline is very convoluted and i kind of explained that in my the the original saw review but overall the my favorite film in the saw franchise and i had to rank them would be saw two followed by saw and then probably saw six saw (laughs) three saw five then spiral surprisingly enough and then jigsaw and then uh, I think it, what what was it? What's left? Four and seven. I guess that's where it, what's what's the rankings at. So that's my quick ranking of the Saw franchise. But I don't really go into details in other films. But without further ado, I'll kick off with the first Saw. Give you my thoughts on that. And yeah, so here's my review for the 2004 version of Saw. Saw. Make sure you guys also follow us on Twitter at myself, Adam Sidwest, but also our movie podcast and website and everything at almost sideways we would love to hear your thoughts on saw franchise and other fun movie conversations a bit and also if you guys want to like see video content make sure you guys check the show notes for the youtube channel and also subscribe here on apple leave us a review we would love to read that and yeah we we want definitely want to grow this thing out as much as we can and we really can't do that without you so we really appreciate you anyway without further ado here's my review for saw Someone there? I can hear you. Who is that? Who's in there? not really a murderer. He never killed anyone. Dr. Gordon, your aim in this game is to kill Adam. If you do not, then Diana will die. He finds ways for his victims to kill themselves. I'm sick of people who don't appreciate their blessings. I've given you a life purpose. Looks like our friend Jigsaw likes to book himself hard row seats to his own sick games. He doesn't want us to cut through our chains. He wants us to cut through our feet. But to be alive, not anymore. You are a drug addict. Do you think that is why he picked you? He helped me. Don't believe Adam's lies. Oh. With the upcoming release of Spiral, starring Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson, Spiral, The Book of Saw. Another Saw movie, everybody, with uh, some big A-list talent there, so that's kind of interesting. But anyway, I just wanted to go back and not take a look at the whole franchise per se, but I want to go back and look at the first film from 2004, directed by James Wan. Kind of give you my thoughts and takes on the film and also spark a conversation in the comment section. What do you guys think of Saw? What's your favorite trap in this movie and who is your favorite character? Anyway, uh, as as a fan of the Saw franchise, I say fan kind of loosely because I think the series is a very interesting series that has some really cool highs and a good concept. But did it overstay its welcome at times? I think it actually did. But what? I'm, who am I to say? That, let me know in the comments section what you guys think. But this very first film did kick off a phenomenon that every Halloween you must see Saw. Saw must be seen in theaters on Halloween weekend or Halloween month of October. And I was there. I was there every other year. I, I don't think I this. I didn't see the first two saws uh, because I wasn't at the age I can get in right right away. But definitely Saw 3 and 4 and every single Saw afterward. I was in in line at the theater to go see it opening weekend. And I had a lot of fun with this franchise. And I liked the movies a lot more when I first saw them back then. But re-watching them, they are kind of sloggy at times. And personally, I like Saw 2 as one of my favorite ones. But there, there's some really cool movies in here. But anyway, back to Saw 1. Like I said, this is uh, directed in came out in 2004, directed by James Wan. And I think it actually is a very uh, really well done film. There are some things that don't hold up for me personally after this rewatch. and uh, But let's talk. start off with what the plot of the story is. Two men wake up in this bathroom, this stinky old smelly bathroom with a dead body in the middle of the floor. The clock ticking down, chains, uh, their feet are chained, and they're in the world of Jigsaw this killer teaches their his victims lessons of how to appreciate life he picks his victims base because they're they're ungrateful for lies of their life anyway as the layers are peeled back in these movies and we get to know these characters of dr lawrence and adam we are soon realized that there's more to this saw guy than what meets the eye possibly uh, that's a really kind of maybe loose inter- interpretation of the uh, synopsis. However, uh, if you, if you're interested in these kind of horror films, I think you should definitely check out the first couple ones. Uh, it does get kind of convoluted as the series go on, but it is kind of worth the watch because they're fascinating experiences. Uh, this first film here, I think really kind of stepped up the body horror porn kind of horror type of films uh, where you can definitely tell that at this time we've clearly moved away from the nineties of the slasher, uh, the uh, revitalization of the slasher genre for horror. And now we're a strict body horror. We get saw, we get hostile, we get wrong turn. We get uh, countless other, um, I spit on your grave kind of those body horror uh, films. And this is definitely a, in that genre of torture porn. Uh, And, you know, I, I, As a person who went and supported these movies, uh, there was definitely a market for them. This first Saw definitely started off uh, a trend of things at the theater where these horror films would come out quite frequently, make a lot of money, and then kind of disappear. But Saw always kind of remained. Every year it would come out with a new one, and you always wanted to go see this. what happened. These stories were so um, intricate, and their storylines I mean, like I said, convoluted at times, but they always kind of wound up and overplayed each other. And you were, as you, as you're going through the, f- even this first film, they're flashbacks and they're trying to overlapping timelines. And it was, so even though the storylines were kind of convoluted, they're all integral and they're all kind of these different, uh, different timelines and, uh, vantage points. And, uh, on, on, um, I kind of think of the word they're not chronological order, they're kind of just sporadic order, I guess. And even this first film, I definitely noticed a little bit here and there, not as quite, not as much as other films for sure. But what this first film really did well for me, especially after this watch, after several rewatches later was that it sets up this world pretty dang awesome it's a grimy dirty world and i haven't really felt this kind of this grime and dirt in a an environment in a city in a story for quite a long time uh, it kind of harkens back to maybe like what david fincher did with seven where just this, this the, the environment feels dirty it feels like the killers in this mo- these two movies are definitely trying to kind of are part of their environment part of these cities part of this grimy world and they're going to try to uh rid the evil uh ungrateful people out of existence um and teach them a lesson maybe i'm looking way too much into that but uh, that's what kind of i was thinking back this time i'm um, having a character like dr gordon here uh, played by carrie elwes which i just reviewed another film of his earlier this week uh, i think having a recognizable aka okay, Quote, air quotes, recognizable name in there, uh, definitely gives the movie a little bit more credibility if it, was is not just an unknown actor, and also Danny Glover uh, Danny Glover in here too, which also brings more attention to it. James Wan at this time, to my recollection, was it a huge name director, like we know today we, James Wan's names on everything Aquaman, he's doing those films, he's doing a bunch of the other horror projects as well Where right, even right now he's producing films and he's passing on the mantles to projects to other directors james wan definitely stepped out and james wan's direction here is really cool i liked what he was able to do with the story it felt self-contained but also i can see where there was room for future chapters of course hindsight's 2020 i do know there's future chapters there so maybe i also see that in the story as well uh, the ending of this movie is fantastic i love that big twist that big reveal a uh, fun fact is my wife actually has never seen a saw movie up to this point i kind of twisted her arm said hey would you watch this with me she's like okay i'll watch it i'll have to close my eyes a couple times but i'll watch with you and even uh i was making sure because i knew where stuff was coming and she her mouth dropped to the floor when the twist happened i thought that was pretty cool so it still got gets still has its effectiveness to it that big twist i think it's one of the better twist endings of any film uh maybe is in the 2000s, 2001 time. It's not the greatest twist of all time, but it it's in the conversation, for, maybe for sh- horror, uh, French, uh, horror genre at least. Uh, the, definitely the traps are really cool. They're not as gory as others, but having this, the, the traps and the psychological horror that comes with these different, this genre, I think it uh, was really played well. Uh, the bear trap scene alone with Amanda is heart pounding, it's exhilarating, it's something I do not want to see them ever do in the movie series, even though I do know the trap did go off on somebody, uh, multiple people, one person saved themselves, I don't want to spoil it here. I never wanted to see the outcome of what that trap would do because it's so frightening. Uh, And then, you know, how would you feel of waking up with uh, a a shackle on your leg and maybe having to saw you off your foot? Another thing I never want to do um some of the negatives here is the dialogue is kind of rough at times it is uh, it is it's tough as, and maybe it's because the performances are kind of bad even though i say carrie always is a, a kind of a, more of not maybe it's mainstream but he's at least recognizable if you watch like butter um, princess bride or stuff like that uh, at least he's recognized but even he is kind of unbearable at times uh danny glover i think he plays this character pretty well he plays a uh, detective david tapp he loses his partner and he kind of goes crazy suspecting a uh, gordon of uh, the being this kill- killer we also uh, keen Lee uh leung who plays a uh, doctor detective steven singh he um I, I recognize him for sure uh he played in um rush hour and he also played in like x-men and stuff like that too so i do recognize his face uh, his face and um uh, Lee, Lee Winnell plays Adam here. Uh, I definitely remember he's definitely a better uh, a director than he is an actor. Uh, he is really all over the place. Uh, he is kind of unbearable in this movie. So frustrating. And I actually didn't realize that Adam's name was Lee Winnell until this moment. He's a great director. Go watch Upgrade. Go watch uh, Go watch Upgrade. Go watch The Invisible Man. These are movies you should definitely watch. Uh anyway uh Lee Winnell, as an actor not good uh, at least in this film he is really rough and a lot of his lines he's like the big wiggy eyes and just kind of like just he's trying way too hard to give this character uh, a personality and it's just it comes across as annoying uh the the middle portions at times when there was no traps really going on and there's some flashback sequences though entertaining it definitely felt like a little slow. the movie slowed down a little bit even though the film isn't too long it's only 103 minutes there was a considerable tone uh, shift where it was chugging along it was super intense and then all of a sudden it slowed down and then it gets picking back up again uh, i think where they start the revelation a, real, a realization that maybe uh, dr gordon's family possibly are involved or something t- is happening with them that's where it kind of slips a little bit because they start doing more flashbacks. There, the facts flashbacks work a little better, maybe other films because maybe they're planned out a little bit more. But anyway, uh, Saw from 2004. I, really, that's kind of all I really. But pros and cons for me, I, it's a entertaining one. I think they actually do it a little better in Saw too. Uh, especially knowing where the, some of the story goes and where it steps up and the twist in that film. Saw 2 is definitely my favorite Saw movie. But Saw, this first one, is this my favorite, second favorite one. I think it's because it's the one that started it all and uh, the, the birther of torture porn. Anyway, came in 2004. But what did you guys think? Does this movie still hold up for you? And are you excited to see Spiral. All right, well, that's my quick thoughts on Saw. Now let's jump into Spiral. This package just came in. Get everybody out of here. Play me. Hello, Detective Banks. Do you know where your officers are? Jigsaw? Wait, I thought the Jigsaw killer was dead. He is. Find him. They're hours, not days. How can I catch this guy? If there's nobody on the boss, I can bust! You can't do this alone. Whoever did this has another motive. Something personal. When was the last time you saw your father? Jigsaw copycat. this is gonna go sideways fast. I'm span like a spider. All available units. Officer down. That was just a diversion to get us out of the precinct. Birds, 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 birds. I need everyone on this case. Ah, he could be anywhere He could be anyone. We're gonna tear this city apart. I'm in there like a siren. Hello Detective Banks. When was the last time you saw your father? Having a movie postponed for over a year to finally drop in 2021, we have Spiral, the book from the Book of Saw. Now let's have a good conversation about this film in the comments section. Make sure you guys leave us your thoughts on what you thought about Spiral. And now we're gonna get into my review for this film. This movie is directed by David Lynn Bowsman. I believe he directed a couple of Saw movies. I'm pulling it up um, on Letterbox here. So uh yeah, yeah. So he directed my personal favorite Saw movie, Saw 2. He did Saw 3 and Saw 4, of course. Kind of a hit or miss director in the Saw franchise. I'm not a big fan of Saw 4, but Saw 3 was serviceable at least, kind of mid range for me. But Saw 2 definitely is a standout. Spiral here. Uh, stars chris rock and samuel L. jackson the two big stand stars probably the biggest stars they've ever had in a saw franchise i would say chris rock really kind of wanted this movie to happen for a long time and he kind of had this idea and i think he, his idea is probably better than the execution of the film and but there's some good things that this film did as well jumping into that plot here we see this jigsaw copycat air quotes possible copycat coming after some corrupt cops in south metro and chris rock's character ezekiel banks is the the detective that this copycat killer wants to solve this case and kind of figure out who's doing these killings that's kind of a rough rough plot of it really and let's jump right into the things that i kind of thought was working really well with this movie and it i think it's the feel of Uh big being back in this world, and they didn't capture the same kind of dirty and grittiness of the the original films, but there was still that similarity to the environment and the atmosphere of the Jigsaw Killer and Jigsaw films that I kind of felt myself going back into those that franchise. I wish they would have been a little dirt, darker and a little grammier, but we've had such a, a gap in time. Between the films, yes, Jigsaw was the most recent one that came out. I think 2017, give or take a couple of years. But anyway, that was the most recent film, and I, I've said this before that Jigsaw movie was the most uh, accessible film in the franchise because of the PG-13 rating. I think Spiral actually is the second most like if you're trying to sh- if you want to sh- show your friends a Saw film, Spiral is right up there. It's very accessible to people who maybe don't like the torture porn elements as much as others. The other ones get very brutal and in your face with the gore. This one, there is elements of the gore, but it, it it's not as bad. The traps aren't as, maybe they're graphic, but not as graphic as most that the Saw franchise as known for. I also kind of enjoyed the cop characters, even though they are corrupt cops. I think they all kind of played their role of, being really scumbaggy cops and i get the the plot of this film is very uh dirty cop heavy and it kind of plays really well into today's climate of the political climate and also what people kind of think about uh, cops who uh, aren't uh, good cops you know so i I definitely plays into that kind of that's that narrative and A lot of people are going to like that. A lot of people will not like it, of course, but I kind of find myself, well, I get what they're doing. I think at times it feels a little heavy-handed, especially there was a line that uh, Jigsaw didn't go after cops, but he kind of did. He didn't go after them per se, but cops were very much a part of the game. The cops definitely were the ones that had to go in and try to save people too. Did we not forget Detective Matthews? Did we not forget uh, Riggs and other uh, countless other detectives and police uh, members of the police force in the previous saw movies that's the one thing kind of nitpicked i didn't really like that dialogue but anyway back to the main cast here Uh, all the other characters played their characters really well and i actually kind of enjoyed chris rock here he he was uh, maybe overacting a touch he was uh but again he definitely is by far one of the better actors that the franchise has had. And he definitely leads, le- leads the narrative in a pretty interesting way that I'm curious to see what they do with the franchise moving forward. Uh, I guess in a negative way that Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock being in here, they're they're great in it. They're, they're fun to be in this franchise. However, they, it feels like every time you see him, it's like... You, you don't see those characters that are playing because they're such a big name actors compared to everybody else in the franchise that it's clearly Samuel Jackson and Chris rock. It might take you out of it a little bit. These traps going to the traps. Now they are, they are effective. They are, there's gross, especially the, the fingery trap that uh, I won't mention here. uh, It's very effective. Uh, I feel though They're a little amatory for the jigsaw franchise he is a copycat so who knows if they do a sequel to spiral then they might ramp up their game there and the kills i kind of wish they would have maybe I'm, i i kind of want to be careful what i said i want to go to spoilers here um, but i wish they maybe would have had more references to the previous saw franchise they did mention john kramer quite a, quite a bit but you kind of knew that going into the movie Uh, Some things I didn't quite like about it was, yeah, Chris Rock was overacting, and I definitely got taken out of it a little bit. However, I found the movie kind of predictable near the end of it, who was going to be this killer. Uh, And I'm not going to say who it is, but as people start falling off, it kind of is clear who the person who was committing these crimes is. And it feels like it was kind of just a, this jigsaw franchise is known for having those cliffhanger endings and just kind of ending the film at a point where you see what's going to happen next this film definitely does that and i'm curious to see if they're going to make a second one because of the climate of movies right now because my theater wasn't packed of course of the pandemic so i've had uh, we went to see it and uh we enjoyed ourselves and had fun with the theater, but uh, this experience, but depending on how the box office does for the movie, do they see it's financially responsible to make a second one? I hope they do. Cause I would like to see more into this world and especially these new characters of Ezekiel banks. And um, the, some of the negative things too, is that it, it, it feels like the it's clearly the most accessible film in this franchise or one of them. And so it's, it's extremely polished compared to the the dirty and the gritty and the griminess of the, the, the other seven films, not including Jigsaw. And so that, for me, makes it feel like a studio film, a studio ramped up film, and that it's just there for marketing, and it's just put in your face for that. But overall, I found myself having a good time with the movie and i wouldn't mind seeing this one again there are some things that do hold it back from giving it a positive grade i do think it's mid-tier saw franchise i think it's like my sixth no my fifth or sixth film in my favorite film in the franchise i'm end up giving this movie a 2.5 out of four stars on an almost sideways scale but that's just my thoughts what are your thoughts on this film let me know in the comments section down below make all right, guys. Well, those were my thoughts on the Saw, Saw, and Spiral. Now, here are my thoughts on the Princess Bride. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you guys enjoy this review. And until well, next time, I will see you in the next one. <coughs> I brought you a special present. What is it? A book. This is a special book. It was the book my father used to read to me when I was sick, and I used to read it to your father. And today, I'm going to read it to you. I'll try and stay awake. Wesley had no money for marriage, so he packed his few belongings and left the farm to seek his fortune across the sea. The more the land gave Humperdinck the right to choose his bride, the fabric will make the prince suspect that the Gilderians have abducted his love. You never say anything about killing anyone. I just happen to look behind us and something is there. He's obviously seen us with the princess and let's therefore die. Pick up one of those rocks, get behind the boulder. The minute his head is in view, head it with the rock! I was not a sportsman, eh? I've got my country's 500th anniversary to plan, my wedding to arrange, my wife to murder. I'm swapped. Jesus, Grandpa, what did you read me this thing for? Well, who says life is fair? Where is that written? Fencing, fighting, chases, escapes, giants, monsters, and torture. Revenge, true love, miracles. Look, I'm retired. I might kill whoever you wanted me to meet the miracle. He's already dead. I'll take a look. Bring him in. So, my fault being the biggest and the strongest. I don't even exercise. And today's conversation is going to be based off one of my favorite films from the 1980s, and that is The Princess Bride. Now, this is the Criterion version, and I actually just checked it out for the first time on Criterion. Really good transfer over here, and I really I thoroughly enjoyed it. So my review is going to be based on my experience with The Criterion as well as my experience with The Princess Bride in general uh, because this, uh, this film it will always... Hold it near and dear to my heart uh, because of who showed me this film and who's and it's also my father's favorite movie. Uh, and today's actually his birthday, and so of course, I wanted to celebrate his life and his legacy that he left behind uh, at Way Too Soon and share some of my thoughts uh, and experiences with the movie um, that I've shared with him and also kind of. Uh, share my thoughts and my love for the movie as well and kind of what he handed down to me and kind of have this review kind of live on and carry his legacy uh, in this format. Um, it's gonna be t- maybe a little bit emotional uh, for me because this is kind of obviously a public f- setting and a, a very personal and uh, emotional matter but uh, I'm excited to do this and talk about it uh, anyway, The Princess Bride came out in 1987 and is directed by Rob Reiner. And has- first thing we got to talk about is this stacked cast. My, my goodness, it kicks off with the great legendary Peter Falk, who is the god, the grandfather plus the narrator, telling this young boy, played by Fred Savage. Great ca- casting here uh, to start off this film. But the cast of characters are fantastic. Kicking off with their main leads, Robin Wright plays Buttercup, and we got Carrie Elwes playing the Dread Pirate Roberts or Wesley. Then we had to go into the, some of the minor characters, which are just a standout as stand uh, out from the pack as well. We got Andre the Giant. You got Manny Patinkin in there and the great Wallace Shawn, uh, all playing characters that kind of kidnap Buttercup. Then you got some even might go even further down this trail. You got uh, Chris Sharandon, who plays uh, prince humperdinck 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 and yeah christopher guest shows up as that count uh, Tarugin, uh rogan and you know billy crystal also shows up here as well and uh as the miracle max a fantastic cast and characters and i think this is one of the biggest outstanding spots this film has going for it is that this cast is pulling its weight yeah, it's they're delivering, they're nailing those threes in overtime. It, it's just a great cast. Every character, um, every time I see this movie, I'm always just reminded of the characters to come and the performances they give. I love seeing like characters like the Miracle Max played by Bis- Billy Crystal, unrecognizable Billy Crystal, all behind that makeup. But even the guy who plays uh Humperdinck, uh, Chris, uh, Chris uh, Sarandon, he's fantastic. Honored the Giant with Who Wants the Peanut, uh, everybody delivering on all accounts. Uh, Given out a very iconic um, movie for me, and uh, the cast for me is always what sets this movie apart. Just seeing all these characters come to life, and uh, giving me some really fun nostalgia as well. If you don't know what the movie is about, it starts off with a young boy who is sick, and his grandfather comes to read him a story that he used to read his father, and grandfather's father used to read to him. So now he's going to read it to the young his his grandson. Anyway, this book is the Princess Bride, and it tells the love story and adventure of princess buttercup and her true love of wesley or the dread pirate roberts this movie has just about everything you would really love it has some romances it has some adventure has some action has some swashbucklingness too with some cool fencing has really uh, funny lines from different characters really quotable lines as well uh, shrieking eels and uh, just uh, just like i said just about everything you really want in this movie is there and it is kind of a beautifully set in the backdrop of the 80s especially when they show into fred savage's room there it's completely 80s there but yet still familiar enough for today's audiences as well uh this movie for me i grew up watching the princess bride and that's because my father and um without him, I maybe not have as much love for this movie as I do. And I have rewatched it over the countless times over the years. Every single time my dad would have a birthday, we would watch his favorite movie. We used to watch it a lot too. When we, one of us was was sick growing up, um, because that's kind of what you just do. You watch the princess Bride when you're sick and that just made us feel better. Um, my dad always said, you know, this was his favorite movie and, I didn't understand like this is your favorite movie. There's so many, meaning um, maybe better quality wise movies, but over the years, there's just something so uh, warm and uh, kind of makes you feel good inside watching this movie. And it's not just the, the adventure that you had, you're taking on. It's not just that the laughs you do share when you're watching it with uh, your family. And it's not just the, the, the romance and the love that you feel for these characters, but it's also the, just the family bonding that comes with it. The movie is set with a family bond, with the grandfather sharing this uh, story that he has been passed down in his family for many years. And as I'm thinking about this movie, this is, there's a similarity there that this movie is set on the backdrop of a a connection, a family connection. And this movie, it deserves and needs to be continued with that family connection by us sharing it with our loved ones as well. So as my father shared this movie with me, I will forever share this movie with my daughter. And I hope that she continues that tradition because it's something that it, it holds that place in the heart and that it, it brings up those memories of watching it when I was a kid. And even though my dad's not here this year to uh, watch this movie with me, or even we talk about it or quote, quote it back and forth. I know that when I was watching it, uh, he was there with me and, and looking out for uh, me and my family. And that's the, that's kind of the special bond that I had with my dad is, um, you know every year for my birthday you know we would go out to see a movie and every year for his birthday it seemed like we would always like bring a princess bride or watch watch it growing up and there was that connection even though he wasn't the diehard movie buff that i may be there was that connection of of similar interests and we would could enjoy each other's likes and uh, something about the princess bride has always kind of stuck with me in the and it's not just because it's you know a, a great movie, but it's part of my father as well. And and there's something every time I think about, it, I just think of my dad. And I think, uh, I think, and I know he is was proud is proud of me. And I know that he would was he would be there right next to me if he could watching the movie. Uh, but some more thoughts on the Princess Bride before we dive too much into it. Again, this is the Criterion set that I got. This is a very beautiful Criterion. If you're listening on. Um, you're watching on youtube it's very beautiful and it has as you wish the typical awesome thing it's, this is actually a pretty cool steelbook uh, not steelbook but a nice little uh copy back you have um some some reading material there too a nice little couple like maybe 50 page little turnout here and then you have your beautiful disc as well so um i, I really do like this uh this criterion. Here. one of my favorite criterions that i own actually uh some of my favorite things about The Princess Bride based off a of film aspect itself. I think Rob Reiner, he also, this movie definitely captures a perfect sense of the 80s, but also Rob Reiner kind of embodies that as well. I think what he was able to do, bring to the direction of this movie is very uh, brilliant and kind of uh, one of a kind. I don't necessarily associate Rob Reiner with this movie. I always think Rob Reiner, I think Stand By Me, and I think of When Harry Met Sally. I guess even Misery at times too, but that doesn't really feel like a Rob Reiner film to me. Uh, but I, he kind of perfectly like has that feel of an 80s classics and then also some of, it goes into some of the 90s movies with Misery and uh, A Few Good Men. Another thing I really, of course, I love about this movie is my characters. And I think one of my favorite characters is Manny Patinkin here. And I, a lot of people may know him from Criminal Minds, He's definitely one that pops up um, on that show quite a bit. But for me, Manny Patinkin, I always associate him with The Princess Bride uh, as playing the character who's been in the revenge business all his life, going after the 6 Finger man. And I, every time I see him, I always picture the 6 Finger man. Uh, Manny Patinkin's character, he's Anigo Montoya, You Killed My Father. Prepare to die. Uh, great line there. And, of course, his budding friendship with one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Andre the Giant. Uh, anybody want a peanut? Uh, seeing Andre the Giant in this movie is uh, pretty awesome. He That guy was huge, and he's a larger-than-life talent and personality. Uh, seeing how he was able to move around, a lot. Of, obviously, he was a little getting a little on there with the years, and a lot of his body did break down, um, not just because of the wrestling, but also um, kind of... Is uh how how fast his body grew, uh, but seeing him here is it's amazing, and I uh, I, I miss Andre the Giant, um, maybe from a wrestling aspect as well and an entertainer as well, but in here it's just it's uh, nostalgia, it's it's class, it's it's Andre the Giant baby, uh, but then we had to go talk about put the two leads, Kerry uh You know, as uh, the Wesley or the Dread Pirate Roberts is a great character. I really enjoy his relationship with Robin Wright's uh, Buttercup. I love the introduction of the Dread Pirate Roberts character because he's definitely testing her to see if she still loves him. And then because he obviously loves her and seeing him get pushed off the hill and hearing as you wish. Uh, that it's just, that's a great little reveal there. And she jumps off the cliff to go roll it down and follow him. Uh, my wife actually said to me, and she said, I love how you always say, as you wish. Um, when I, she asked me to do something, I say, oh yeah, as, as you wish. And it can just make her sure, feel about this movie too. So it's uh, really awesome to kind of pass those things down and have the, how those things stick to me. I really think this is a very quotable movie too. And uh, it just, You know, I think a lot of the great screenwriting here, and also just that feel. I think a lot of the '80s movies that I'm really fond of, I do have memories of quoting these movies. But *The Princess Bride* was definitely on the top of my list. So anyway, uh, overall, I'm I'm gonna probably give *The Princess Bride* three and a half out of four stars. You know what? You know, screw it. I'm gonna give this one a four four stars out of four. This is a perfect film for me. i I can't can't picture anything changing and i did read something online that they were doing a re had a possibility of doing a remake and i actually absolutely think that's a horrible idea would not like to see a remake of the princess bride but i'm gonna give this four out of four stars it's it's everything that my childhood is based on i think um anyway uh i hope you guys really enjoyed the princess bride let me know in the comment section down below what you guys think of the movie and uh I would love to hear them and have a good conversation down there in the comments section. This is your first time to the channel. Thank you so much for stopping by, taking out the review. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button or tell a friend or hit that like button, whatever your case may be. We really appreciate your support. Run on the way to 400 subscribers. We're getting there. And uh, anyway, until next time, I'll see you later. I love you, Dad. I miss you. Bye.